You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode is Book Apps 2.0. Ooh, the new futuristic version. We've already done 1.0. You've heard that one. Guess what? In the meantime, there's been many more book apps. There's a lot of book apps, folks. So we're going to talk about all the best bookish apps uh, that are around right now. Tell you what we like, what we don't like about these apps. What should you be using? But first, Bria, what are you reading? I'm listening to a book. I was going to talk about a. This is Simon D. Mallory, where you're like, I'm going to talk about this book on reading glasses. But then you start a new book and you're like, nope, this is the book I'm talking about. This happens to me all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a way better. This, I mean, look, the book I was going to talk about was also good, but this one definitely deserves some attention because I started re- listening to it and I was like. I don't want to listen to anything else. It's called South to America, A Journey Below the Mason-Dixon to Understand the Soul of a Nation. I feel like I almost checked this out from the library. By Imani Perry. Well, so she reads it, which I always love. When an author reads the book, I love that. Mm -hmm. But this does seem like a book you would like. It is a bit of history, but with that nice way that a person is like, here's why this is important to me. And also she goes to all the places. This is one of those history books that I think does a really good job of is history- and also, it's like her journey because she is a black woman. She is going to these actual places. She's talking to these people. She's from Alabama. And basically, it's like her talking to different people in places. She talks to a reenactor in the, one of the very first chapters, a Civil War reenactor, and like what that experience is like. But also these ways that, uh, you know, just that Southern life, I think we've looked through such a very specific lens for so long and we... She even refers to this book by Tony Horowitz that I that I read, and that's what really got me interested because I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it is definitely time for, like, an updated version mm-hmm. of the, a look at the South. Yeah. You know, and, and that there are so many Southern stories, but we often tell them in this very specific way. And mm-hmm. um, I also just listened to On Juneteenth, which does another, also does kind of a, a deep dive into um, uh that and into looking at Texas and Texas history in the same way. Um, so it's just it's just a really well researched book about immigrants, about enslaved people, about people we are not talking about and haven't talked about in history, but also through this like modern lens because mm-hmm. she's there going to all of these places and looking at these museums, but also looking at these places that feel like relics of the past and finding also contemporary things that are interesting. It's great. She reads it. I um, This is, I think, one of my wheelhouses. It's Southern stuff, but also taking a look at history and being like, you know, we forgot is to tell all these people's <laughs> stories <laughs> and how that's such a disservice to everyone. Yes. Um, because those stories are just as important for us to get a look at what actually history is trying to tell us. Yes. Um, So I think that's my wheelhouse. I think history books was on my wheelhouse, but it's like, I'm not interested in history books that are dry, and I like ones where people are there. You like a like an almost his, like a historical memoir almost. I like it. I like it when it's part memoir. Like they're telling me about their journey through this. That really helps me to like see it. What are you reading? I am reading a book that I actually put on hold at the library during our first uh, Glasser Zoom party during the Max von Drive. Love that. Uh, Glasser Kelsey, who has great taste in books, was reading this book, and I immediately was like, "Ooh, I want this!" And I put it on my Libby hole, and it finally came in. Yeah. I told, I texted you about this this week. It's the Verifiers by Jane uh-huh. Peck, and it's about this woman, this young woman living in New York, and uh, she works for a company that verifies what people say on their online dating profiles. 
Love that. It is so fascinating. And she's also like, while she's doing this really interesting job, she's dealing with the fact that like her mom wishes that she would like settle down with a nice Chinese boy. But the thing is that she's a lesbian. Wait, this is a memoir or not? No, no, no. It's 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 like a thriller. Because what ends up happening is one of the clients that they have that she's trying to, comes in, this woman comes in and she wants these two guys that she's been talking to verified. And, um... Uh, something bad happens to her while they're oh. in the middle midst of her investigation. So they're trying to find out what's happened to this woman. And it's so, it's so funny, but also it's just like, I was one of those books where I was like, it, the hold came in on the library and I was like, I'll just open this up. So I, yeah. it's ready to the first page. And I, all of a sudden I was like halfway through it. Love it. It's so great. If you really like, um, uh, immigrant stories, cause her, it's a lot about her and her Chinese family and like her mom and like all, how are all her siblings are dealing with, you know, being the, the child of an immigrant, um, tech stuff. There's a ton of like, cause she really goes deep into like a lot of like the matchmaking tech, mm. um, and how that all works now, all the company work and all the, cause the company that she works for is like very secret and it's very, like all NDAs cause they don't want the other matchmaking companies to know about them. Sure, of um, it's just so much fun. It's such a great thriller. Uh, that's The Ver- Verifiers by Jane Peck. And mine is South to America, A Journey Below the Mason-Dixon to Understand the Soul of a Nation by Imani Perry. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Now, we got a ton of feedback from people who like to read oh, the last page I, first. because I called them all out. Yeah, and I was you're like, like tell no. us. I just thought that was the most wild choice yeah like what a like really throwing a curveball in there but people okay so we people do it on twitter on our email people sent us a lot of feedback about how why they read the last page first um first reason a lot of people said they're afraid they'll die before they finish the book <laughs> i think this is from like when harry met sally oh. when he's like i always read the last page first just in is case that I right die. okay i okay, think okay. so um some people said they make, wanted to make sure the ending was satisfying Oh, which is how would you know without reading the whole book? uh, One person wants to said they wanted to prepare for any big emotions. Okay, so if they like know something, someone's gonna die, or they know some people are gonna get together, they want to prepare for that. Um, Some people said they wanted to better appreciate the events of the book. I can kind of get that. It's like you know when everyone the first time we all saw Knives Out, you want to watch it again so you can see See, all the stuff. Yeah, uh that's true. I can get that. And then um, the last one was to relieve the obsessive pressure to know what happens or anxiety for the characters. Maybe this is why I like spoilers because I I do like to know what happens so I don't even have to think about it. I'm like, I know where this is going. I'm here for the journey. Yes. You know? And I think that's as I can understand, like there's been some books where I'm like, I'm so anxious for this person to be okay. Mm-hmm. This poor character. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were both reading The Girl with a Louding Voice. Oh yeah. I and we were like, so oh my God, I got to make sure her. that she's, I can uh, kind of understand wanting to read the last page just to make sure that she's okay. I really was concerned. Although, <laughs> you know, we're about to talk to some, about some book apps today that will tell you this information. Yeah. This will help help y'all. So stay tuned. Someone should make an app called Last Page that just tells you, you could be like. Classers, y'all can have that one for free. Mallory just gave you a million dollar idea. <laughs> Just you can ask like big questions like does this person serve like does the, does the dog die but the opposite like to people mm-hmm. who lives mm-hmm. yes yes great um Kiki also sent in a wheelhouse um which is retellings of fairy tales we know y'all love yeah uh legends myths and stories um interesting narrators especially grumpy and or sarcastic characters uh like Murderbot um stories with adventure bonus points if there's some romance romance novels and erotica especially retellings reverse harems suspense and monsters minotaurs orcs vampires shifters etc bonus of the book includes all of those things mallory what is a reverse harem i do not know is that a harem in which is it a gender swapped or does it like 
is it a gender swap or is it that all person have one person? Yeah, is it like it's a like, bunch of like people a, keeping one person? Yeah, you know when you have you ever played sardines, which is like what? sardines is um uh it's like hide and seek but the opposite, where everyone stands there and one person goes to hide. And then if you, you find that person, you have to hide with them. And then eventually you everyone goes in and you're it's funny because then like there's how four, do you win? There's 14 people in a closet. Well, the last person loses and everyone else wins. The last person, I guess, has to go hide or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I was very afraid to Google this. I will <laughs> You Googled reverse harem? Yes, I okay. sure did. I'm very nervous. Uh, but it says a reverse harem consists of one female protagonist and three or more male love interests. So this is not a situation where the woman must pick her one true love by the end of the novel. Instead, the woman simply does not choose. I have a question. Oh, she doesn't choose. My God. Is this like our love triangle? So many birthday presents to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Last one Fair. for Kiki is noir and hard-boiled detective stories. Um, Christmas, must, holidays must be so stressful. Now, is this a love triangle, Mallory, or there's no triangle? It's just like no, a love. No, it's like a love starburst. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Not the candy. The shape. Um... You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes and a couple of bookmarks. First off, folks, uh, just a heads up reminder that the Amish romance episode is coming up. Uh, we are reading The Imposter by Suzanne Woods Fisher. Uh, we are going to be doing an episode on it in the coming weeks. So if you want to read it and and uh, uh, be able to know, well, the episode is going to be pretty general. We're going to be talking about Amish romance in general, but we wanted to read a book so we knew a little bit more about it. And if you want to read along with us, uh, we've already been getting some glass or feedback about people who really like it right? and maybe have found a new genre to love. I have started it and I will reserve all of my opinions for the episode, but I will say I am... It's not what I expected, but I am grateful for the experience. Okay, okay. Uh, so that's The Imposter by Suzanne Woods Fisher, if you want to read along. And, also, and speaking of reading, dun, 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 we have announced the date for the readathon. It's going to be August 21st. We are really excited about it. It's going to be an all-day readathon, baby. And in the middle of it, we're for our uh, Maximum Fun subscribers, we're going to be doing a Zoom party. Mm-hmm. Several, actually a couple of them to hit people in different time zones. But it, it's going to be an all-day. It's going to be a Sunday, Sunday the 21st. Just read all day. Pick a big stack of books. And uh, we'll, do, we'll release more details as the date gets closer. But just mark that on your calendar, folks. Just tell everyone. You have, sorry, you have to take off work. We'll, we'll write you a note to your job or any family functions you want to get out of that you have to sit (laughs) and read with your friends Mallory and Bria all day. Uh, So before we talk about the best bookish apps to use, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by BetterHelp. Bria, what does burnout mean to you? What does burnout feel like for Bria Grant? Oh, Burnout feels like general exhaustion. Um, feels like I don't want to do anything. It's like I go to my computer and I'm like, maybe I'll just scroll <laughs> forever some website that I don't care about for a really long time instead of actually doing what I'm supposed to do. What about you, Mallory? What does it look like for you? It feels kind of the opposite. It feels like I want to do things, but I can't. Mm. Like just a little car that doesn't have any fuel in it. Mm. Like, you know... When you know something that you have is almost done with the batteries and you keep like rubbing the batteries a little bit and hoping that a little spark will come. I've never rubbed a battery. You never like rolled them back and forth and you're like, oh, try to 
shock a little life in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like, except the batteries are my brain mm. and it is very frustrating. I feel tired. I can get kind of grumpy, but nothing makes it feel better. It's because I'm not taking care of myself, not taking time for myself. And, you know, we all know life can be overwhelming. Many people are burned out without even knowing it. The good thing is BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself and help you get rid of this burnout. Yeah, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can just chat with them. You can literally just write them what you're feeling and they can help you out. It can be much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So if you're having some sort of life crisis, if you need to talk to someone, you can get that help fast. And it doesn't have to be a life crisis. Maybe you're, you got a lot going on. You're stressed out. You just feel like you're having a hard time managing things. You're just feel out of balance, out of whack. Mm-hmm. Uh, therapy can help with that. Yeah. And I think Mallory's right. I think sometimes we all have this feeling where we need to roll those batteries. You know what I do? <laughs> I, I flip the batteries. I flip them in different We all have spots. a little trick where we yes. try to get some juice out of those batteries, but we all know we're kidding ourselves because yeah. there's no juice left. And so you need to stop rolling and flipping the batteries in your brain and get a little help. And y'all know we talk about therapy all the time on the show. We both really think therapy is very important. Mm-hmm. We often tell people, they write in with questions. We say, are you in therapy? You're in therapy. <laughs> like that's, oh, yeah. that's the number one thing. And so there is no shame in therapy. There is no, there. this is something, all your friends are doing it, you know? Everyone's trying <laughs> to get cool healthy. Thing. Well, Everyone is trying to get healthy. I always describe it as just like going to the gym for your brain, yeah. you know? It's you're, you're maintaining your, your, your health, you know? I, I mean, even when I'm not in a crisis, I mean, I've been in therapy regularly for almost 10 years. And, you know, a couple of times a month, I FaceTime with my therapist, which is awesome. It's so easy. And me and my cat sit there in my office and I talk about all the things that are stressing me out. And he gives me some tools to make them not so stressful. And you know what? They work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash glasses. That's better, dot com slash glasses. Glasses. Hello, I'm a stuffy dowager countess. Travis? I'm judging everybody's manners. Oh, no. Schmanners isn't judgy. It's about teaching you to be your best self and be a little more confident when you enter social situations that you don't understand, and maybe also teach you a little bit about history you didn't know or give you interesting things to talk about at parties. Yeah, like the secret life of Emily Post. Or like why wristwatches are the way that they are. We can talk about table manners from the Victorian era. Sure, or what it's like to attend a Regency ball. Yeah. Uh, You can find all that and more if you listen to Schmanners on Maximum Fun or wherever your podcasts come from, I guess. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? This week, it's all about book apps. Whether you want to gamify your reading, track your books, or keep an inventory of the books you own, we're testing out the best bookish apps to help you out. Now, so we did an episode on book apps a few years ago, and different ones, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But there are so many new apps, folks. I don't know if you know this, but technology moves pretty quick. It does. Uh, it definitely warranted a new episode. We've had a bunch of folks write in uh, and ask us multiple times for particular apps. So, folks, we finally did it. It's our mega app episode today. Do you, do you think that book apps 3.0, it'll just be like you you put a wire into your brain and it just tells 
the the app what books you've read and what you think of them or what books you want that might that's like if i if i ever make a sci-fi movie i probably won't because i know i'm not a big sci-fi person but if i did one would be like you know that is it i don't know if it's a star trek or a hitchhiker's guide thing where like uh you like ask it for tea or some ask it for whatever you want and Mm -hmm. whatever you want materializes sure I would do that, but you'd be like, all right, I want to read a book, and it just immediately gives you the perfect the book. book. Yes. The book that you were looking for right in that moment. That's Book Apps 3.0. Yes. This is 2.0. We're it's not 2. quite 0. there yet. We're not quite there yet, but we are uh, reviewing and talking about the one that people asked us to uh, talk about the most, um, and for a while, and we finally we finally did it. It's Storygraph. Mm-hmm. People love Storygraph. Yeah. We get our email... We email several times a week. They're like, do you like Storygraph? Will you guys talk about Storygraph? Yeah. We're here for you. Um, Priya, what is Storygraph? It is a Mm non-Amazon-owned alternative. Which is the big one and why a lot of people switch to it. Yes, to Goodreads. Y'all know Amazon owns Goodreads. They're tracking what you're reading. They know what to offer you. And they're, they actually, that wire I was talking about, they already have that into your brain. (laughs) So this is a way to get out of that. Um, It is meant for tracking and rating your reading it has other things, uh, social things, uh, like just like Goodreads. Yeah, it's um, like a social, it's sort of a social, is it, I don't want to say it's a social media, but it, there's a social aspect to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And it can recommend books to you as well. There's a lot of things that make it different than um, Goodreads. It has uh, really a much better layout. but um, It's not beige. It's not beige, which we love. <laughs> uh, what would you think? Oh, what did I think? Um, I like it. I, I, I got to say, I mean, I, I think... It is, I do like the layout. I think it is wonderful. I sometimes don't have the energy to fill out all of the info. I, I agree. The first time I rated something on Storygraph, at first I thought you had to fill, because it gives no, you, instead you of just to. being like, well, tell us your rating and review that like Goodreads does, it gives you like a questionnaire. And at first I was like, oh God. Yeah, it's too like Too stressful. Because it's stuff, it's like, uh, are the characters flaws the main point of the story? Does it have um, a diverse group of main characters? There's a couple other, like, questions that it asks you. But what I do really like about Storygraph is that there are a lot of numbers. Um, (laughs) And there are things I really enjoy about it. It gives you percentages. And there's one that it says, is it a slow, fast, or medium read? Yeah. Slow, medium, fast read. The the pace question is The pace question. I really do like that. It also has adjectives. So if you've never used Storygraph before, you can look up a book and it'll have adjectives. And, like, the book... um, uh, the fiction book that I'm reading right now, it says um, 78% of people say it's mysterious. 72% say it's, 73% say it's dark. Um, so I know that that's probably going to be in it, some mystery and some darkness. Um, they also have a question about whether or not the character is diverse, like I said. Um, and for the book, uh, the fiction book I'm reading, it's an 80% no. So if that's important to you, then maybe you should not be picking mm-hmm. up this book. Um, it also has content warnings. That are user submitted. Yes, which is very cool. Yes, which I think is great. So I checked the ones for a book that a lot of people are concerned about called Last House on Needless Street. A little did it, book did called... A, did did <laughs> an alarm just start going off? <laughs> because it is the most, uh, you know, whatever. And Ugh. so, but it has, it's interesting the way it divides it. So it has content warnings that are graphic, moderate, or minor. And it, and people will tell you it's all users submitted, which I actually trust. I like users. And, well, yeah, well, because we all know the readers are the most conscientious, pe- conscientious people, and I like that because there's one thing of like, okay, well, there's this one scene versus the whole book is about right, so this it's thing. Like minor would be something in that. So 
So in if you've read Last House on Mila Street, um, there's a minor incident of alcoholism in the book, but a graphic incident of child abuse, you know? So yes. like you can look at it and be like, okay, alcoholism really bothers me, but I can handle a minor incident of it. I yes. can't handle a, a whole book a graphic about, it. about it. So I think that is really helpful for people who are looking for that kind of stuff. Um, but I do feel like, I feel like StoryGraph is getting... It feels to me like it's people, someone goes, what is Goodreads missing? And then yes. they made Storygraph and yes. they did a really good job it's like, of that. It's like fan fiction of Goodreads where all the good stuff is the in stuff it. stuff that you actually care about. Like, yeah. the, again, I want to know if it's a quick read or a slow read. Because yes. a slow read, I may not pick it up. Well, and these are questions you might not get from, we. you know, we talked uh, a while ago about uh, this year about how... Uh, reading the uh, the synopsis on backs oh, of yeah, books is, yeah. is, can be sort of useless. Yeah. So this gives you the stuff that you want to know about. You're like, yeah. what are the wheelhouse items? Yeah. What's the pace? Do I care about these characters? Like, you, it really gives you the stuff that readers want to know. So you like Storygraph. Yeah, I honestly, if you were looking, if you were a Goodreads person and you've been using Goodreads for a while, and the good thing about Storygraph that's cool is you can, I'm pretty sure you can import you I did that. your Goodreads info, which is, so if you're like, oh my God, I've been using Goodreads for 10 years and I have all this information tracked, don't fear. You can download it and then upload it into Storygraph. And so I think if you're like, okay, I'm trying to get away from Amazon because it's Amazon, this is a great alternative. I think this gets a reading glasses thumbs up from us. Yeah. Um, now, for me personally, it's not for me. And we, but it's because we all know I try to stay a mile away, sometimes two, from social book reviewing websites. Yes. Um, but I think the rating system is really cool because you yeah. can do quarter or half star. Um, describe you can you know describe the pace of the book like you said the mood of the book which I thought was really yeah, cool because cool. if you're like I want a sad book or I want a happy book mm -hmm. you know I've we, I've seen a few people in the reading glasses Slack recently being like it's summer I want a happy book mm -hmm. that might not necessarily be something that you can you know search in a bookstore or on get us and get in the back of a book uh, but you can get it from Storygraph um, plot or character driven which is really cool yeah, so if you know cool. your reading pathway you're and you're like I love a character driven book you can search for that. The content warnings are great. It lists topics and tropes, a.k.a. wheelhouse items, which is great. I just think, like you said, it really gives readers all the things that they're really looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great app to search for books on. And if you list all this stuff for each book you read, you can track it, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see a breakdown of like, all right, at the end of the year, you can see all the genres you read. Right. Um, pay all the page numbers. Um, you can be like, all right, well, how many fast-paced books do I read? How many... Um, character driven books do I read mm -hmm. which if you are a person who likes stats and likes looking at that stuff uh I think I would really recommend it I think this is great yeah it's awesome so we also looked into some reading tracking apps that do not have a social component which is a highly requested thing from the glassers they're yeah. like okay I don't want no I don't I don't want any social aspects I don't want people to see what I'm reading but I do want to track my stuff yeah so book buddy my husband that's Mallory is obsessed with book buddy um, gets a lot of shout outs on the show, uh, but it's only available for iPhones. So we're looking for some alternatives for Androids also. Yes. So Bookly is one we talked about on the show a long time ago, but it's a pretty good match, I think, for BookBuddy. Honestly, the biggest difference is that while you can track your books, uh, Bookly is also more tracking your reading. Uh, like you can track things like reading streaks, how many days in a row you read or how many pages you read. So if you're looking to keep track of all the books you have, your TBR, the ones you want to read, whatever, which you can do on BookBuddy, um, you can also track like, you know, how many days, like if you, 
if you were trying to do the reading challenge this year and uh, you want to get a streak going and make sure you at least one week this year you read seven days in a row, the book Leo is a great one for that. And I, I think the layout is cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my only problem. They really want you to upgrade. Yeah. They will uh, ask To be you. fair, I'll, I think almost every single app it, that we're talking, actually, yes, every single app that we're talking about is free, but a lot of them have in-app purchases where like, don't you want the premium don't version? Don't you want this? This one kept asking me. Um, uh, But there are cool things if you upgrade. Like they have soundscapes if you upgrade. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What do you mean? And we're sound- not talking like, like to read upgrades. to. These are like four to five bucks. Like um, reading ambiance? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I will say I liked the goal setting. I liked that you could mark if a book was borrowed or not, so you can remember to return it. That's I appreciated cool. that about it. Um, also, makes an infographic of your reading habits. I dug that. But mostly mad, rad because you can set an alarm that makes you read. What? You can be that like, I Here's didn't see. what I want. I want to read every day. I want to do whatever. And it will remind you wow. to do it. It's like those things that we used to do at school, stop, drop, and read. Yes. Yeah. That stop, is, drop, and read. But with uh, imagine plate. like being in the middle of a conversation and be like, oh, sorry, I have to go read. My alarm's going Yeah, off. yeah. And if you have, and I think it's, for a while my iPhone reminded me to go to bed and I don't know why. I think I must have accidentally it's said a be- it. It's a, it's a bedtime app thing. Yeah, and I didn't mean to, but it was like time to go to bed. And I was like, well, I guess it's time to go to bed. Like, I mean, <laughs> it I, works though. I don't really need that time. There's some like, like ancient time to go to bed. childhood like uh reflex that we all have when when someone t- says it's time to go to bed you're like oh is it time, it's to, time to go to bed i guess it's time to um, go to and bed. this is a helpful thing too where i think it's also like this is time like to the read going bookley's like hey time for you to read um so it could be really quick because you can set an alarm it can let you know hey it's time to read so that was bookley mm-hmm. um there's another one called all most a lot of these have a, are b names bees people love to name well that makes sense books Bo- <laughs> um this one is Basmo is mm-hmm. the next one. You could track both books and reading habits on it. Sort of similar. Um, you can create a reading journal uh, and you can even track how a book makes you feel at the end of it. Like what, what I, which I thought was really cool. Like when you finish a book, it's like, how did this book make you feel? Happy, sad, mm-hmm. you know, other, other, other emotions. Uh, really the goal of this app more than the other ones is to improve your reading habits in whichever way you choose, whether that's reading more or more often or retaining more of what you read. However, I think this app is creepy. Oh, go on. I just think it's really creepy. Okay. Uh, it has sort of like a weird cult feel to it. Oh. So what you do is you pick all your, like you 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 download the app. It's free. And then you pick all your reading goals. It's like, do you want to retain more of what you read? Do you want to read more often? Whatever. And it makes you a contract that you have to swear to your, I'll, hold on, I'll show you. I saved it specifically for this so I can show you how creepy it is. Because, um, yeah, it makes you, you have to swear to yourself and then you have to read it out loud and then you have to sign it. Uh, I think this is like the opposite of what we encourage on the show, which is reading for fun, reading for enjoyment, no contracts involved. Please don't give me a contract about reading. I have too many contracts anyway. Uh, yeah, see, here you go. So it's like creating contract. Ooh. Mallory's contract. Isn't that creepy? Hi, Mallory. Commit to creating and constantly improving my reading habit. I want to transform my reading creepy. experience. Yeah, creepy, creepy. Yeah, okay. And, and and also, it asks for your gender, which is weird, <laughs> but it only provides what? two. So it, it only has male and female. So anyone else who has any other gender or non-binary... This is the way they're selling. They're selling your information. Yeah, they're 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 selling selling your information. information, But they also, I'm like, are they going to start selling me weird like brain pills or something? Yeah, 
Or bra. Uh, Are they going to give you a bra? bra. No, and now that they <laughs> You can't even pick other. Like, it only has male and female. And the wording around the things is just sort of, like, creepy. It just feels, like, culty. You know, like, oh, we're going to improve your life. And you have to sign this contract to yourself. And, like, it's just the... Uh, it might be helpful if you to check out if there are you're, you're like I really I want to read more often or I want to you know I want to retain more of what I've read and you are you don't you're kind of out of you're like I don't know what else to do you know nothing yeah. is helping you can try it but just like if you love contracts yeah if you're a person who really just, enjoys a contract a lawyer maybe you're a lawyer <laughs> you love contracts it just feels like the kind of uh app that's going to start selling you like a weird tea made out of mushrooms and then like you know uh like it seems like the kind of thing that like ross and carrie would investigate oh interesting you know what i mean alert them uh because it just i don't know about it but you know it is free okay (laughs) and the last one we're gonna talk about before the break is leo do you think you pronounce this leo it's l-e-i-o leo only for iphones and it is the Uber tracker for reading, stats yes. galore. So yes. many stats, simple interface. Um, but it times you. It times you if you want to do that. And it gives you all kinds of stats based on how long, how often you read, how long you read. But you have to type all that stuff in. So yeah, it's that's like, the thing. This is how often you read, how long you read for, how many pages, how long you... So it's basically like you sit down, you turn it on, you set it to go, mm. and you tell them, you know, it basically it's tracking each of your reading sessions. It's interesting to me because it gamifies reading. Yes. Um, which I think is dangerous. For some people. For some people, but encouraging for others. Yes. For so me, I, like no the second there. I am timed, my brain goes completely blank. Oh, yeah. Just a single tumbleweed going across from ear to ear. tests in school? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. still always finish first because I'm just like, <gasps> I, I immediately am seized by panic and I can't, I hate being timed. I just so, can't deal with it. I mean, when I say it's gamified, you literally have to sign into the gaming section of your iPhone and then it encourages you, and then and then basically encourages you to do these specific tasks to time yourself, mm-hmm. but also do these specific tasks like add fifty quotes or read for thirty days in a row. I think this is, that's very cool. And if you are if Again. you like that kind of stuff, I think it's very fun. And if I there's it, like a habit you're trying to develop, yeah. And I think it could be good for younger people who that would be inspiring for them. Like if you know if like you aren't. I don't know, summer reading or something. You're like, I'm trying to do these over the summer. You know, whatever. Um, You can also receive challenges from friends, which I think is interesting. That is really cool. Um, I read some complaints that people, that if you're using it to log multiple books in a row, like you're like, oh, I'm reading this book. And then this book, you can't do, you have to pay to upgrade. So you can only That's how a lot of these get you. I will say I paid for the premium book buddy, but I'm Ah. also like, you know, Mm -hmm. bound to book buddy for life. So it's fine. Yes, yes, yes. But look, if you like goal setting, if this seems like a way for you to set your goals, this could be good because it's going to remind you. It's going to be right there on your phone. Um, If you're like, I have this book. I need to read it by, you know, August 1st. Then it can help you do that because it actually will break it down into pages and be like, hey, did you read those 30 pages today? Like, it'll let you know. Which is cool. And if you're interested in tracking that kind of stuff, like some people love a stat. Yeah. They want to know very, like, the intricacies of all of their reading habits, whether or not they just want to, maybe you just want to know what they are. Maybe you want to improve them. Maybe there's a million reasons why. But in, the thing that's nice about it is it is a simple interface. It's, like, very easy to input all this information. It's, like, it just it looks like a little, um, I don't know, it looks like a PowerPoint or a spreadsheet or something you'd see uh, at some at someone's job. Yeah. Like a sales spreadsheet, but yeah. it's for, for reading. Mm-hmm. Um. So, folks, we have a lot more book apps to talk about, but first, we're going to take a quick break. So, you've probably heard about microdosing. If not, 
just know all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. I know multiple people who do it. Yeah, I know a lot of people who do it. I and, know a lot of artists, mm-hmm. writers, people who just want to sleep a little bit better. Mm-hmm, exactly. I know a lot of people in my industry, they love microdosing. They think it helps them to be creative, but also helps them to be more open. And our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Yeah, entry-level is really the key word here. If you are someone who has never really dabbled in THC before and you feel a little bit lost, it's so user-friendly, so simple to pick out what kind of gummies you want, where you want to start. They come in like a cute little pa- cute little packaging. We yeah, all know yeah. we love cute little packaging. Mm-hmm. It's really fantastic. And, you know, that everyone loves a gummy. If we could get all of our food Ugh. in gummy form, yes, we would. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I would love that. And the thing is, the, the key here is also the right amount of good. You're not going over the top. This is just the kind of thing that will help you to maybe you can get all of your chores done. I love that. <laughs> Check off that whole list because you're relaxed and feeling good. Or maybe it's that you just need to get feel you don't want to be zonked out sleeping. You just want to go to sleep at yes. night. And this is the kind of thing that can help you ease you into that. Or you have some sort of creative project, whether that is writing or painting or knitting I don't know what other creative things Those are all very do. creative. Re- even if you're reading, you know, you yeah. can read with this. Like like Bria said, it is uh, just the right amount. You're not going to be feeling like you're going overboard here. And the cool thing is it's available nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to learn more about microdosing THC, you can go to microdose.com and use code GLASSES to get, okay, folks, you're getting free shipping and 30% off your first order. Wow. 30% is a lot. So that's microdose.com, code GLASSES. Microdose.com, code glasses, free shipping and 30% off your first order. Microdose.com, code glasses, glasses, glasses. A man was walking along a beach which represented his life. At his feet were two sets of footprints, his and God's. But looking back down the beach, the man could see that in the hardest parts of his life, there was only one set of footprints. So the man said to God, Why is there only one set of footprints when times were hard? Where were you? And God replied, My precious child, I was in my car, listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with more book apps. Now, so what if you're more interested in cataloging your books rather than tracking them? So in our past book apps episode, we talked about library thing, which we really liked, and Libib, L-I-B-I-B, which are both good for cataloging books you own. They both have scanners for easy data entry. Which just feel, I think I recorded a video of me mm-hmm. doing this a really long time ago. It's very easy. You just scan all the barcodes on your books and it immediately, you know, uploads it into the app. Um it's it's just super, super convenient. Yeah, and th- but there's a newer one we want to talk about mm-hmm. called Bookshelf, uh, which is for iPhones and Androids. And it's great, very easy to use. Uh, and in her books, you can just sort through, uh, sort the books into lists. So you can make lists of all the books you own, your TBR, books you want to buy, 
super easy to use. Mallory, what did you think? I like this one. I love a simple app. I get really frustrated when you like open, there's been a few book apps that I've tested out that, you know, you open them up and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I need a degree in Excel to figure this out. So I like a degree in apps, (laughs) app degree. I need, I just, I love a simple app. I love one where I immediately feel like I know what I'm doing. I don't want any learning curve. Um, and I appreciate what the fancier ones do, but I just find them overwhelming. And it's nice to use so you always know if you've already bought a book or not. Mm. So maybe uh, you're you are the sort of person, like many of us, who goes into a bookstore and is like, oh my God, did I already buy this? If you have all of the books you own in an app on your phone, you can fucking look it up. Yeah, you can. Which is, oh, nothing. That is the greatest convenience of our modern age is to just fucking look things up. Yeah, it really, it truly is. It is. All right, so what about more generally bookish apps out there? What else we got? Uh, so there used to be Litzy. Uh, I mean, there still is Litzy, yeah, um, but it was an up-and-coming bookish app that was sort of like Instagram, but just for books. Uh, but it never really took off. Uh, it's still it's pretty quiet over there. I poke mm-hmm. my head into Litzy, and people are still posting, but it just never really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a new one that looks pretty cool called Readerly, and this is for both for iPhones and Androids. And it's billed as a book discovery app, and it's set up also sort of like Instagram. There's a social aspect to it, and you can see what other people are reading and recommending, and like a, there's a feed. Um, you can see what books are getting recommended the most in different genres, and based on the books uh, you rate and review, it'll recommend more to you and show you your bookish compatibility with other people, which is really fun. Um, it'll show you a breakdown of where all the books you've read are set, which I think is super fucking cool. Um, just like interesting information to have, you know, which authors you read the most, the length of all the books, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, if you're looking to get more bookishness in your life and you want to get more recommendations or breakdowns of your reading that aren't just like technical specs, uh, I think this is worth a try. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked this one because it starts by saying, on the screen, it says, a certain billionaire made it so you can give books ratings. Uh, that's what it says when you open it up. It's um, the, yeah, they're very anti-star rating, rating yeah, which I find said, very interesting. Yeah, ratings are good for air fryers and not books. And I like that because yeah. you're right. And it's cool because when you look up a book, you can see people's reviews, but they're under different tabs. So, like, if a person, the tabs are, like, recommend, not for me, or, like, didn't finish— so, again, I looked up Last House on Needless Street because I feel like this was a book that some people... It was a very divisive it's book. It's a very polarizing Glasser, book. Glasser community. Um, and I went under the recommended tab and scrolled through. And then someone... You could see someone's reviews. And then you could go over if someone was like, didn't finish. You could see their reviews and why they didn't finish. So, it's very specific yeah. to, like, this is this is why I didn't do that. Um, it also has content warnings and trigger warnings. Um, uh in there um, underneath each of those tabs. Um, So, okay. So under the recommended tab for this one, someone wrote, if you're looking for something different that will confuse you, but just enough to keep you intrigued, that's intrigued. That's what they said. And I'm like, (laughs) I am looking for that. That was like a really good, like it is confusing, but I do want to read it. Um, And then under the neutral tab, there was one that said, oh, this is a tough read and not for everyone, but this is from a different reader. So it was like, this is a way to, because I have a problem with this, with Rotten Tomatoes, with a lot of things, because, like, how can you give art stars? Yeah. You know, because, like, what is right for me is definitely not going to be right for you. And the things I get out of it, which you talk about all the time, are not the things that other people get out of it. It's not like an air fryer where I'm like, did it fry the things in yes. air? Did it? Oh, great. Then it gets five stars. And well, then- and Last House on Needless Street is a great example of that because you're like, did this big book make me feel good? No. Did I 
Did I <laughs> enjoy myself? No. Do I recommend it? Absolutely. Okay, please read this book. Um, but what, yeah, like, uh, but yes, but then can you recommend it to everyone? No. no. And this makes sure you know that it has it has all those warnings on there for books. Um, it seems like it's a pretty new app. There's yes. not a ton of reviews yet. Yes. And that, I mean, that's the problem with with any new social app, you know, is that is convincing people to get on there yeah. and con- and convincing to people to use it. But I think I think it's worth a try. I think a lot of these apps are starting to try to solve the problem that we just talked about. You know, people want a little bit more nuance mm-hmm. in their book reviews. They don't like it's it doesn't help a lot of readers to know if it's good or bad. They want to know things like story graph. You know, is mm-hmm. it um, uh, what pace is it? Things on like on Readerly, you know, they want to see what all the people liked about it. Yeah. You know, and I and I think uh, I like this trend. I, I, I think it's good. And uh, I like their mission statement of like, it's very hard yeah. to just uh, distill a book down to star ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we just know from being on the show that there are books that other pe- that people are like, did not like it or they loved it. And it's just books can be very polarizing. So I really dug this one. I might, I yeah. might continue with it and see how it goes. Yeah. See, uh, see what you think at the end of the year, because it's one of those things that the more you use it, the better it'll be. It'll know you and your book mm-hmm. taste and recommend more things to you and stuff like that. So um, in Glassers, if anyone has used this so far, we'd love to hear what you think. Um, but speaking of looking for recommendations, there's another new app called Likewise that is literally built It's built for Rex, baby. Mm. And it's for Androids and iPhones. Uh, and it's not just for books, which I think is really cool. It's also for movies and TV shows. And basically, you take a little quiz and pick out certain books that you like in different genres, and it recommends new books to you. It's set up kind of like Tinder, which is really <laughs> funny. Because you like swipe left on book, like if it, like it'll it'll recommend a book to you, and then you swipe left on it if you don't like it, and if you are interested, you click on it, and you can like add it to your TBR, which I think is really cool. Um, if so, I what really I think what they were trying to, um, I I feel like I remember we tested out so many apps, so it's all blending together a little bit, but I feel like I remember reading about this one, and they were trying to. Um, simulate the experience of going to a bookstore, you know, and that's one thing that's been tough for all of us is that uh, during, you know, the past few years, a lot of us that had the ability to go to bookstores and browse is such a special, wonderful, fun thing that it's hard to do on the internet when everything is just like, all right, well, here's all the bestsellers or here's everything, you know, just, you know, every everything in alphabetical order, like that discoverability is not there as much. And that's what this app is trying to solve. Um, I think it's cute. If you're someone who loves browsing and misses that and maybe you're in a place that doesn't have an indie bookstore to nearby or you know you just miss that experience and you mm-hmm. are constantly looking for more book recommendations somehow the ones we give you on reading glasses are just not enough which we understand <laughs> um, this i think this would be a good one to try yeah. yeah okay and finally last one there's a fun app called serial reader that's s-e-r R-I-A-L. And if you're looking to read more classics or just get into reading in general, or or maybe you want a time waster on your phone that isn't social media, this could be good. It's for iPhones and Androids. It serializes a classic novel of your choice. Which and there's a ton to pick from, which is really cool. Uh, And it delivers you to it delivers it to you in a small section, like 10 minutes, uh, to your phone every day. It's very cute. And it is worth having on your phone. Especially there's a lot of people. We did a classics episode, God many, many years ago, yes. which we should revisit at some point. And there are a lot of people who are just are like, I feel like I don't have a lot of the classics like in my tool belt. And I mean, this could be a great way to get those classics in while you're standing in line at the grocery store yeah. or at the drive through or I don't know where people are. Wherever you're waiting. <laughs> post for me at the post office. Well, yes. I think it's, uh, if you're the kind of person who, like many of us, and you're like, oh my God, I spend too much time on Twitter because you're like, places waiting or you're like, yeah. 
you know, your phone is the social media, social media is the ultimate time waster. You know, yes. you're just looking to, but the problem is ulti- ultimately you end up spent wasting too much time. So this is perfect that instead of like opening up Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you just open up your little, your little segment of the serialized book that you got that day. You know that it's 10 minutes of reading and then you're done. And it's, I really liked it. I, I signed up for a couple of books. I'm, I like it so far. Cute. Great. Uh, so if you have a book app you want us to test out or you use any of these and you have thoughts, please let us know. You can send them to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Now let's answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners. Addison writes in, Hi, Brian Mallory. First of all, I want to say that I love your show. It helped me rediscover my love of reading after several years of reading next to nothing. Now to get down to business. At 24 years old, I recently discovered that I'm autistic. I've been doing a ton of research, but I'm dying to find a novel featuring a character or characters who are autistic adults. I'm finding a lot of books about children with autism, but very few autistic adults. Any suggestions? Also, here's my wheelhouse. Anything by Grady Hendricks. Anything by Grady Hendrix or Sarah Gailey, magic, mis- magic mixed with technology, magic universes with queer characters, creepy alternative universes, shit your pants horror. <laughs> it's always going to make me laugh. Rural Midwest horror and weird things happening to suburban moms and families. Mallory, what do you suggest for this book? I'm really excited about my suggestion. It's Experimental Film by Gemma Files. Uh, oh, so yeah. This is a horror book where weird things happen to an autistic mom. Um, right. So it's taken a bunch of, of their wheelhouses. Uh, this mom also has an autistic son. Um, it's a really great, creepy book. It's about a woman. Uh, so she's in, she's a film teacher and a film critic, and she's working on this project about this now dead filmmaker, um, this female director that she, you know, wants to, um, sort of resurrect her work. Uh, and she starts to find scary parallels between her life and this female director's creepy films. And she starts seeing this weird figure that's from the films in her real life. Uh, it's so good and it's scary. And it's also a great exploration of ableism and like how that affects the world. Um, from this, you know, this great perspective of this autistic woman uh, all taking care of her, her autistic son. Um, I think it's going to take a bunch of uh, their wheel wheelhouse boxes. And uh, I think they'll really like it. Bria, what do you think they should read? Okay, I'm going to recommend a book, but I cannot find how old the character is. Um, but I do believe this character is an adult or is in their 20s, I think. It's Unkindness of Ghosts by River Solomon. If I'm wrong about this, you can write us again and tell tell me. Just tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. Um, it is a great book about a young person living on a ship in the future, a spaceship, the future. But this spaceship, it basically is imitating the Annabellum South. So it's uh, on the lower decks is people with darker skin and they live lives of servitude. But on the upper decks, it's people with lighter skin. And there is this character who is kind of runs around in between them and is a doctor and is neurodivergent and is queer. And it is just a really great, well-written book, and it's got space in the future. <laughs> uh, but also, it's, it's kind of creepy space, too. Uh, it's creepy in that these people have recreated the Antebellum yeah. South on I would say yeah. that's extremely creepy. Um, it is uh, just a really great world-building, and completely, I like a dystopia, um, which is, yeah, you know, it's great. And um, 
uh, yeah, I, I always it's it's not necessarily well, they, they they ask for creepy alternate universes. Oh well, then and magic mixed with technology. So we're here. We are here for it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I love recommending this book. So we'll definitely recommend um, an unkindness of ghosts by River Solomon. And mine is experimental film by Gemma Files. And if you want us to answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy reading glasses, totes, shirts. Stickers, you want a book slut tote bag? <laughs> you want a book slut mug or a t-shirt? We got you covered. They're cool as hell. They're over at our Void merch store. Jordan always comes in clutch with the cool designs. <laughs> we love them so much. And when you get stuff from our Void merch store, it helps us feed our cats, which they love. And birthday of the dog, which she also loves. Link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and you want to do something nice for us for free, we got a bump in reviews lately. So folks, we just oh. want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We we pay attention to how many we're getting. It really means a lot to us and it's totally free for you. It'll take you less than a minute. Re, uh, rate and review us uh, on whatever podcast listening app you've got. Open it up in the app on your phone. Uh, go to our podcast page, search for reading glasses and should bring it up, bring it up right there. It helps us reach more readers, uh, helps us get more um, sponsors, which is really, really great. It just ma- makes us look awesome and we really appreciate it. And it's totally free. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.